So one of the topics I talked about, in fact, it was the second topic I talked about in the recent topics on my mind, which you can find here on my YouTube page as well as at B.W. Rose's Discussions, and you can find it individually as part of uh, the playlist, Topics on My Mind. But the second one I talked about was the rumor speculating and being talked about that the Writers and Actors Guild strikes that are currently going on could extend to 2024. And that might still be the case. However, you know, as a lot of people have pointed out in their own unique ways, from John Campia to many others, this is a game of chess. This is a game of chess. This is a game of, uh, you know, basically, can you top this? This is a... This is a game of being basically one step ahead. Like, who is essentially, you know, essentially, you know, the smartest, you know, the smartest beings, you know, around. Like, who's got the advantage? Now, recently, the AMPTP and the Hollywood studios, like Disney and Warner Brothers and all them, you know, resume negotiations with both the Writers Guild and we can assume the Actors Guild to an extent. But as far as the writers go, a lot of people have speculated, and I've talked about this before, others have talked about this, that, you know, everybody has speculated based on, you know, reports throughout the past few months that, you know, the AMPTP and the Hollywood studios firmly believe that the writers will be the first to really fall. Like out of any, like out of both of these strikes, they will be the first ones to crumble because they will be basically having to uh, face financial burden, you know, at the fact that they're not making much money anymore, and the fact because they're not making much money, they will be losing out on a lot of things that they have to uh, pay monthly or annually, um, uh, you know, about. Well, basically pay monthly and annually, you know, once in a while. You know, like monthly mortgage, rent, car payments, you name it. So, you know, electric bills, you you get the idea. Basically all the things that they would feel is an essential to living, you know, especially a home, you know, a roof over their head, basically they would probably be on the verge of being without. So they made a counteroffer to them. They made a counteroffer to them, and apparently, apparently they felt this offer insulting. Now, what's funny is other people are looking at this, and believe it or not, others feel it's not insulting. In fact, I was listening to uh, I was listening a little bit to Clownfish TV and Neon and Geeky Sparkles, and. They looked at that, and even they were like, really? You're insulted by this? How can you be insulted by this? Well, here's, here's why they were insulted, because what happened is the AMPTP in the Hollywood studios, in, a game of, in this game of one-upsmanship, this game of chess, this game of who's one step ahead and has the advantage, they decided to publicly release publicly release um, the counteroffer that they made. Now, here's what it says, and I, I'll provide the link in the description. You guys want to look at it yourself. But I have it in my hands. I printed it out. It's a six-page deal. But here's basically what they said. 
Here's the highlights of the uh, comprehensive package, the counteroffer that they made. The comprehensive package. Here's the highlights. Significantly higher compensation. This is the highest wage increase for the WGA in 35 years, a compound 13% increase over the three-year contract, with an increase of 5% in year one, 4% in year two, and 3.5% in year three. Continuing on, it says, on top of, the, on top of wage increases, a 15% increase in minimum weekly rates for Article 14 writers, other than story editors or executive story editors, is the first year of the agreement, with further general rate increases in the second and third years of the agreement. This would take a writer from, get this, $8,088 a week to $11,371 a week for guarantees up to nine weeks, and then $8,240 a week to $9,476 a week for guarantees of 10 to 19 weeks, and $7,412 a week to $8,524 a week for guarantees of 20 to 29 weeks. All are 15% increases. Now, Here's what's interesting. Continuing on. High budget SVOD residual increases. High budget SVOD residual increases. Now, what is SVOD? Basically, that's essentially renting or even buying a movie, but more specifically, renting a movie off, let's say, Vudu, um, iTunes, you know, Amazon Prime, you know, Comcast, Xfinity, if you will, AT&T, you name it. Google Play, you name it. That's what it is. This is what the high-budget SVOD residual increases would be. Total worldwide domestic and foreign residuals would increase from $72,067 to $87,546 per episode for three exhibition years. That, one would say, sounds pretty good. One would think that. Now, continuing on, and I quote, A new structure to train writers to become the showrunners of tomorrow by guaranteeing the length of employment and requiring that at least two mid-level writers chosen by the showrunner be assigned to production. The AMPTP is committed to allowing the showrunner to select at least two mid-level writers to be assigned to production who are each guaranteed at least 20 weeks of employment unless the production period is shorter. Continuing on. A new compensation, a new compensation uh, structure for development rooms. Writers will be guaranteed a minimum of 10 weeks of employment and for Article 14 writers, other than story editors, executive story editors, the week-to-week rate of pay will increase by 43.8% over the current rate, raising the rate from $9,888 uh, $9, per week to $14,214 per week. Now, continuing on. Landmark per uh, landmark projections for writers surrounding the use of generative or artificial intelligence. Written material produced by GAI will not be considered literal uh, material. 
A writer will not be disadvantaged if any part of the script is based on GAA, GAI produced material, so that the writer's compensation, credit, and separate rights will not be affected by the use of GAI produced material. Increased data transparency to reflect the internet or to okay increase data transparency to reflect that the internet has changed the dynamics of, an, of the entertainment business for the first time viewership data in the form of quarterly confidential reports is to be provided to the WGA that will include the that will include total SVOD view hours per title this increased transparency will enable the WGA to develop proposals to restructure the current SVOD residual uh, regime in the future. The AMPTP member companies are committed to reaching an equitable agreement to return the industry to what it does best, creating the TV shows and movies that inspire and entertain audiences worldwide. The full details of the AMPTP member company's new proposal presented to the WGA on August 11th are provided in the appendix below. So basically, people look at, um, you know, they look at this and they're like, well, this shouldn't be a problem. This shouldn't be a problem, right? Well, here's the appendix and everything for the new proposal. It says, and I quote, well, everything basically I just talked about uh, is, you know, is guaranteed minimum employment in development rooms. That's already been put on there. And also the 15% 15 increase for backup script fees and 50% increase for pilot scripts for high-budget SVOD series. Now, continuing on, uh, required employment in the writer's room on high-budget SVOD and paid television series or serials. The showrunner may select at least two writers to be employed together with the showrunner for a period of at least 20 days, consecutive, 20 consecutive weeks in the writer's room, but not to exceed the duration of the writer's room. Extended employment duration production to provide critical production experience to writers who inspire to become showrunners. The companies propose that following the closure of the writer's room for a singular, for a single camera, camera high budget as a VOD and pay television series or serial, the showrunner may select at least two writers for employment again during production of the series or serial for a period up to 20 consecutive weeks, but not extend beyond that, but not extend beyond that period of production to. Ex to the extent practicality or practicability, the company will accommodate the writer's professional availability in scheduling the writer's protection assignment. Artificial intelligent productions. The company's proposed landmark projection or artificial uh, intelligent projections or protections, not projections, but protections. Artificial intelligent protections. The company's proposed landmark pro uh, protections for writers surrounding the use of generative artificial, artificial intelligence, GAI. The company's confirmed that because GAI is not a person, it is not a writer or a professional writer, as defined in this MB, in this M uh, in this MBA. And therefore, written material produced by GAI will not be considered literal material under this or any prior MBA. The proposal provides important uh, safeguards to prevent writers from being disadvantaged if any part of the script is based on GAI produced material, so that the writer's compensation credit and separate rights will not be affected by the use of a GAI produced material. Should a company furnish a... 
writer with written material produced by GAI, which has not been previously published or exploited. The company's purpose, GAI produced material, is not considered a signed material, which is uh, when determining the writer's compensation. For example, if the company gives a writer a GAI produced screenplay and asks the writer to rewrite it, the writer will receive the fee uh, for a screenplay and with no assigned material. And not a rewrite. Or if the company gives a rewrite, or, or if the company gives a writer a GAI produced story as the basis for a teleplay, the writer will receive the story and teleplay a rate. The GAI produced written materials will not be considered source material for purposes of determining the writer's credit. The GAI produced written material will not be the basis for disqualifying the, a writer from eligibility for separate rights. The company will disclose to that writer that the material was written by GAI. I, the companies also agree to the, G, to the WGA's proposal that a writer may not be required to use GAI in order to write literal material. Okay, <laughs> give me a breather here, a little bit. Um, so, so yeah, basically it's just a, a lot of things um, as well here. It says it's worth noting with this proposal the companies are now conferring greater protect, uh, protections for w, on WGA members with regard to a GA-generated material that then writers now possess if the studio were to give a writer a script that the studio acquired from a UK writer not working under the MBA and ask the writer to use it as a basis for writing a screenplay or teleplay. So yeah, this is a, a lot going on here, a lot happening. Uh, for example, here we have, um, if I can uh, get a good look at this, guys, try to do this as quickly as I can. <laughs> uh, first, ever terms and conditions for AOVA or AVOD. In a first, the companies have agreed that high-budget AV, AVOD programmings define the, using the same budget and programming links thresholds acceptable to high-budget SVOD programs will be generally subject to the same terms and conditions that apply to a program made for basic cable. Currently, no residual is payment, payable for continued use on a AVOD platform. With this proposal, a residual equal to 2% of accountable receipts is payable for continued use beyond 26 weeks of a high-budget AVOD program on an AVOD platform. First terms and first terms, terms first ever terms and uh, first ever terms and conditions for writers of non-dramatic SVOD. First, the fir for the first time ever, writers of HB SVOD comedy variety programs will receive the same terms and conditions that apply under Appendix A, with modifications to adapt provisions related to broadcast or for streaming into account for shorter order programs. Uh, let's see. Elimination of grandfathering of new media programs. Grandfathering will be eliminated for high-budget SVOD series subject to the 2014 and 2011 MBAs. This results in writers of new seasons of series that were written under those earlier contracts receiving higher residuals that otherwise re that other that are otherwise reserved for new shows written after the agreement goes into effect. Guaranteed second step for theatrical screenplays. In an important improvement for the writers of feature films, the companies have agreed 
to a guaranteed second step for riders employed at a 200% or less acceptable, acceptable minimum. This means that when a company initially employs a writer to write the first draft of the original screenplay, it will be required to provide the writer the first opportunity to perform a rewrite at no less than the acceptable minimum compensation. Substantial increase for writers of features intended for an initial expedition or SVOD. The minimum story and teleplay rate for HBSVOD feature a feature of 96 minutes or more with a budget of 40 with a budget of 40 million dollars or more made for SVOD platform with 20 million or more subscribers will increase immediately to $100k $100,000 an 18.3 increase the residual base will increase by even more 25.7% to $75,000 which means more in residuals for the writers of those programs All right, this is a lot. I'm telling you, this is a lot. I, I, I'm telling you right now. Historic general rage increases. Basically, it says that the, uh, in an offer that represents the highest rage increase for for riders in 35 years. Uh, again, uh, basically, I mentioned what it was. You know, five percent year one, four percent year two, three point five in year three. Basically, re- representing a compounded 13 percent increase over the three year uh, contract. Uh, basically, high budget SVOD residual increases. The producers proposed increases residuals for use of high budget SVOD program or foreign streaming platforms by 78%, increases residuals by 22% overall for the largest services. Is, uh, this is also on the heels of the hefty 46, uh, uh, 48% increase of high budget SVOD residuals that the parties agreed to during the 2020 negotiations, and which has only now kicked in for the material written during the third year of the 2020 contract. As part of the new offer, the companies are proposing to calculate the fixed foreign residual based on the number of foreign subscribers to the SVOD service rather than a percentage of the domestic residual uh, domestic residual, and have increased the previous offer for the percentage payable for each foreign uh, subscriber. The offer also increases the residuals payable to for exhibition years is 18 to, uh, 8 to 12 by 52% eliminates the two lowest domestic subscriber tiers so that the lowest subscriber factor is 65% instead of 20%. The foreign residuals payable for a single episode of a one-hour series made by or made for Amazon Prime Video, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, or Netflix would increase from 18684 to $32,830 for three exhibition years. Total worldwide domestic and foreign residuals would increase from 72067 a year to 87546 per episode for three exhibition years. Over 10 years, over 10 exhibition years, the foreign residual would increase from 32308 to 58820 and the worldwide residual would increase from 124815 to 156 or 156000 dollars and dollars uh, $156,854. It says a lot here. Staff writers to receive script fees in the first 
And if first companies agreed that staff writers employed under Article 13 will receive script fees in addition to their weekly salary, this represents a 46% increase for a staff writer employed for 20 weeks of, on a one-hour network or high-budget SVOD series who writes one script. Minimum for overall deals doubled. The union and AMPTP have a tentative agreement to double the salary threshold at which a writer may be employed on an overall deal. So, yeah, it just um, talks about a lot of other things and all that. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it. Like I said, I'll provide, uh, I'll provide a link for you guys to, to read it yourself. But basically, it's, um, you know, basically, uh, it, it, it's just saying this, like, for example, at the end here, they say there are examples of the new proposal in action. They say examples are... Uh, $69,590 for a staff writer, 31% increase, $129,000, okay, $129,780 for story editors and executive story uh, editors, 31 increase, $142,140 for all other writers, producers, 44% increase, anyone who writes a script while in the development room is paid extra, example, 43000 for a one-hour uh, script. Agents can negotiate higher rates. Regular room rooms, writers working under a typical 20-week guarantee, the most common guarantee for writers, even though writers often work, will earn, um, let's see, will earn... Uh, will earn $95,460 for a staff writer, 5% increase for 20 weeks of work, $155,888 for story editors, executive story editors, 5% increase for 20 weeks of work, $170,480,000 for other writers, producers, 15% increase for 20 weeks of work. Any writers who write a script while in the writer's room is paid extra, 43000 k for one hour, like I said. Most writers, producers negotiate higher uh, weekly rates. Eight, um, okay, most writer producers negotiate higher weekly rates. This is just the minimum. Note, for a typical 10-episode order, most writers will work 20 to 24 weeks. Co-executive producers and executive producers will likely work for at least 40 weeks. So, yeah, basically it's just a, a lot of what's been mentioned uh, before they so try to get this all together here. But, yeah, uh, again, a lot of people read this, and, I, and when you read it, you'll see it too. Uh, but a lot of people look at this, and they're like, you know, seriously? Seriously, you guys are you're angry over this? You're angry over this proposal? You know, <laughs> here's the thing. Some people, like, like me and you, and even Neon and Geeky Sparkles of Clownfish TV, you know, they they would look at that and they would say, well, that, that would they'd be like, damn, you know, I would I would go for that. That's a good I, that's a good proposal, if you will. That's that's a great proposal, but uh, apparently, apparently the the writers guild feels insulted by it. It's like, well, wait a minute, you're getting you're getting what you ask for and everything, but you feel insulted? That that doesn't make sense. And apparently they're not happy that the right that the Hollywood Studios and the AMPTP made this public. 
They're not happy about it. And even one lady, uh, I guess legal of a lawyer or something like that, basically says this is going to backfire in the studios and the AMPTP's face because this is this is not right. This is going against basically, you know, this is basically she's saying what they're doing is, you know, the they're kind of breaking the law a little bit, not entirely, but they're basically infringing on what they shouldn't be infringing on. And basically, they're intimidating. Because what's going on here, again, like I said earlier, is this is a game of chess. This is a game of, can you top this? This is a game of one-upsmanship. And right now, you know, right, it's a, it's a game of cards, too. Like, you know, this is, you know, this is, the, this is the part right now. This is the part right now where if you're playing cards, they just drew... You know, one of the winning hands. They just drew one of their aces, if you will. Like, they got other aces up their sleeve, but they just drew the biggest ace, one of the biggest aces. Like, they just, like, basically the studios and the AMPTP just dropped a bomb, you know, right on the Writers Guild by basically saying, by basically showing the world, hey, you might support these guys and that's fine, but how can you support them? If we're offering everything they want, and it's right here in writing, it's right here for you to see. How can you support them if what they're getting right now currently, we're agreeing to increase to this? You see, this again, this is a game of one-upsmanship, and right now, what they have done, the AMPTP and the, and the studios, is they've drawn one of the biggest aces, they've hit one of the biggest checkmates, and they've dropped one of the biggest bombs, and now, now it's up to the writers to strike back. It's up to the writers, the Writers Guild, to strike back and be like, okay, you want to play that game? We could play it too. It's up to them now to come up you know, with an answer. And if they don't, if they don't come up with an answer real soon, then what's going to happen, and I hate to say this, because I want them to get what they want. I want them and the actors to get what they feel they deserve and they believe they've worked hard for. I do. But what's going to happen if they don't come up with a, you know, a counter, an answer to this you know, real soon, what's going to happen is it's going to basically blow up in their face. And what's going to happen is it's going to, to, you know, to the public that supports them, you know, it's going to expose them for being greedy. Like, hey, they're giving you what you want, but yet you want more? That doesn't make sense. You know, we would, we as the public, the viewing public would, we would die, you know, we, we would be thankful for something like this. We would be thankful for this. And that you want to, you, you, you want to cry and whine, oh, it's not what we want? It, again, the writers are going to have to come up, the writer's guild is going to have to come up with an answer because if not, then this, again, is going to hurt them. This is going to blow up in their face, and they're going to probably have no choice if they don't come up with an answer to say, you know, to this. They're going to have no choice but to be like, okay, you win, we'll take your offer. They're going to have no choice. They're going to have no choice because I guarantee you what the AMPTP and the Hollywood studios are hoping is the family members of these writers will see this and be like, well, what more do you want? This sounds good to me. All you're doing is just making a fool out of yourself. 
That is probably what they're hoping for. And it may or may not, and, it, and that may or may not happen. But again, what the writers need to do is come up with an answer. Because if they don't, you know, they're pretty much, you know, they're pretty much be stuck with no other option but to take it. Because they don't want to look like fools in front of the world or their families. And that's the truth. But what do you guys think? Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. Like the video. Also, you'll get an audio version of this at BW Roses Discussions Podcast. And all your favorite audio podcast locations except for Pandora. But more specifically, check me out on Spotify. But guys, let me know what your thoughts are. How do you feel about this? Do you think maybe this is the best option that they have? Or do you think maybe the writers are right and wanting more? Or do you think the writers, you know, are being exposed and, you know, for being greedy? Let me know. And until next time, I'll talk to you all later.